I'm Jada Willis, and this is the Back to Business Podcast, made for business owners, CEOs, and high achievers that are ready to leave their BS excuses behind, get more out of life, and see business growth like never before. Let's take the road less traveled and tackle the hard. Are you ready to get back to business? Hey, welcome back, b 2 beers. I got a special episode for you, and I'm kind of excited about it, to be honest. And if you are a control enthusiast, you have at least one thing in common with all of the clients. I'd say all of them. All of the clients that I'm serving, probably most of the CEOs in this country, and that is you suck at delegating. Like, you want to be good at it? And you want to be able to maximize the potential of your employees or even your virtual assistant. But there are just some things, some hurdles holding you back. Let me tell you why you suck at it. And I can say this because I have sucked at it, but I also go in spurts of sucking. Like I have to remember, oh, yeah, this is the practice and this is what I do. Don't worry. We'll get to that. But let's talk about why you suck at delegating. Well, you're a control enthusiast. You want things done a certain way, and your way is the best way. And it doesn't mean that you're arrogant or, you know, that's, uh, you know, you, you can't play nice in the sandbox. It means that you are accustomed to getting things done. You are a doer, and you can execute, and guess what? If things are going to get done, you are the one to get it done. Well, that's a struggle when you're trying to grow your business, when you're trying to get more out of your day and your time, because... Uh, you can't do it all. As it turns out, you can't do it all. And the only way to do more is either to be more effective and efficient about what is in front of you um, or maximize the people that you have around you while also being effective and efficient with your time. So in addition to that, maybe you just you think oh, it's going to it's going to take so much time to teach this person how to do this. Right. You get in that that spiral of It is going to take longer for them to figure it out or for me to teach them than it is for me to do it. Listen, if you keep saying that to yourself, you have a charge right now. Stop it. Stop it. Because you have to take the time to teach someone else how to do that task. You have to. And the reason why you have to do that is because they'll never learn. They'll never be able to help you or take things off of your plate. And it's all about the practice. Whenever you first did it, you weren't as good as you are now at doing that thing. I don't care what it is. So yes, it does take time on the front end to train someone on how to do whatever task it is. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's managing your your email and your your calendar all the way up to, um, you know, even the template to use of how to contact a client. Whatever this project is, I mean, you have to make sure you are delegating to the right person, make sure that they they have the interest and also the skill set um, for that administrative task, for that, you know, that, that thought thing that you're working on. Now, here's the thing. A really big mistake that I made on the front end of being an entrepreneur is that I automatically assumed that a high performer, like really smart, really talented people would be good at the administrative work of HR, but also they would be a strategic thinker. They'd be able to, you know, design out the workflow of how to work with a new client. What do you work on first? What's the thing that you should build upon and get to last? 
that's not true. And that's and that's okay though. There are certain individuals that are going to be more on the execution side and focused on the administrative task. And there are also certain individuals that are just more the strategic thinkers, more the visionaries, and even like more inclined to be able to um, be operationally minded on a, a, an actual workflow. That's okay. So it's getting to know that person's skill set to make sure you are delegating to the right person. And in addition to that, like you, you have to kind of go through some trial and error. And I know that that may be a time suck for you. And I hate to waste time. It's one of my ooh, least favorite things. I think that every moment, I maximize every moment that I have to the best of my ability, um, even my relaxation. It's just who I am. I maximize it. And so I don't want to waste time. But I have found out there is so much peace and oof, freedom whenever I can delegate. So right now I have, Caroline, you may have seen the post where I've brought on operations coordinator. It's overwhelming at first because you're like, what do I give them? And what do I, what do I, you know, give her? And what can I, what can she do that's actually going to take things off my plate? I'll say this, we're approaching 60 days and she is working circles around me. And it's because you have to get okay with the risk involved of handing something off and uh, encouraging them to ask questions and to get guidance if you need that and be okay with the explaining and the time that it takes to um, help that person understand what success looks like to you. So, I mean, we suck at it because in summary, uh, it takes a lot of time. It's sometimes um, hard for us to do whenever we run at the speed of life because we have to slow down um, long enough to teach someone else. And we have to get out of our head thinking that this person's going to do it exactly how we are going to do something. Let go of that because that's just not true. That's not going to happen. Everybody is a little bit different. I like to focus on a performance outcome. What is it that I am looking to achieve? What is it that I need this person to achieve that's going to actually help me and not hinder whatever I'm working on? And you got to get really clear with yourself on first your to-do list, action step. This is what you're going to do about conquering the suck of delegation. <laughs> get really clear about a brain dump on your to-do list. What's on there? What could be done by someone else? When you look around you of your support team, who is the right person with the right skill set that could learn this thing to take off your plate or just automatically take it off your plate because they actually probably are working on something pretty similar already? And then and the next step is actually to get their buy-in, to talk to the person and say, hey, I really and tie it back to you, whether it's I really would love for you to learn more about this so that it can grow your role. Um, I would love for you to assist me in reaching this goal, this project. Um, I also, based on your survey, I know that you, you wanted to learn more about different parts of the business. I think this is a really good segue and a good opportunity into that. There is no task that is above anyone else or below anyone else, let's just say. It's, there's no task. Like everyone in your organization, if you, the business owner and the CEO, can work on it, guess what? Anyone in your organization could also work on this too. Like I was never, I would always be able to sleep, sweep the floors, take the trash out. Yeah, right. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do anything in my business, but 
every employee needs to also be okay filling in or helping out if as needed. It is a teamwork, it's a collaboration culture that I hope that you're creating. And you can help this person grow in a variety of different ways, no matter how small you think that this particular task is. Because guess what? It leads to skill building. If they learn this right now, the small task that you're being able to delegate to them, what else can they grow and help you with? And also, they get to learn more about you. They get to learn more about what you're working on, what's a priority to you. And everyone shows up to work. And you can't even tell me this is not true. Everyone shows up to work wanting to use their skills, wanting to add value and do a good job. Well, let them. Get out of the way and let them. So after you've picked the right person, you're letting them know they've been chosen to help you with this task for whatever reason. Get their agreement and then explain it. Explain what you need help with. Explain what you want done. Lay out your expectations. And here's the key. This is the underline and bold part. Get buy-in and timeline. Make sure they understand when they need to circle back with you, what they're supposed to communicate, and what's the timeline on that. And then also, when should this be done? And also mention, are we waiting on anyone else to work on this? Like sometimes there's four, you know, four different people, hands in the pot, working on one particular project. Or maybe it's just waiting on you. Well, listen, in order for them to complete their part, the first half of it, they need to know the timeline. They need to know your expectations and be super clear. And I don't mean just tell them. How about you actually send an email, write it up, use a free uh, project management tool like Trello. So many different ones. Um, I, I use Monday.com and it is, oh my goodness, a game changer. Use whatever system works, but make sure there is something in writing so that everybody can refer back to you. They could be nervous. They could be, you know, I've already told them. I already told them what to do. I told them once. I told them twice. It doesn't matter. They get sucked into whatever they have going on. This employee, well, make sure you have it in writing. Make sure you communicate that and it's something they can refer back to you. And it's okay to check in on the progress. See how they're doing. Do they need any help? How's it going? If you already have a meeting scheduled during, you know, the length of this project, add that to the agenda. Making sure you're touching base and to, um, to see if, Again, how things are going, what's the update, do they need any help, anything you need from me, all that good stuff. So it actually builds in two-way communication, and it's going to create trust on your side. If you're worried about how things are going, and I really encourage you not to micromanage this process, not to micromanage um, how you're going about delegating this to one of your team members, well, don't micromanage, set in touch points so that you are getting updates. You don't assume that they're going to just magically update you on what's going on. They don't want to bother you. And maybe they're worried. Well, if you put in those those safe, uh, safe fails, <laughs> then that means that you're going to create a space for them to ask you questions, but also create a space for you to get an update. And you can start trusting more that things are getting done. Even if you don't see them, things are getting done. And I uh, I want to I want to leave you with this as we're thinking through the whole piece about delegating to your team. Listen, can you expect failure? I never say that. I never say anything like that. I'm an optimist, and I think that as long as you keep moving in the right direction, things work out. But guess what? Just because that person maybe doesn't get it right, that team member doesn't get it right on the first try. Maybe it doesn't go exactly as you have planned. Doesn't mean that you should give up on delegating to that person. 
And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't give them feedback about what went well, what's what you could see could be improved upon. You need to expect that there's a learning curve and they need to keep trying. They need to keep practicing. It's good for the development. Do not do not get upset with them because make sure they feel comfortable taking risk and that there isn't a fear of failure. I promise you, if you do that, if you make them fear the failure piece of it, it will it will crush what you're trying to accomplish in building their skill set. It will crush that in person in how they are feeling free enough to have the autonomy to work in their job. And it will go into other aspects and pieces of their job. So this is a critical piece, right? Allow them to fail, create room and and kind of those safe fails of um, in, a, in a safety net, really, of trying to work on this and don't assume they get it right the first time, like be pleasantly surprised if it goes extremely well, but doesn't mean it will. And that's where there is a gift. There is a like an aha moment that will happen with your employee as they continue to get to know you, as you continue to delegate more things. It does take a level of patience, but I promise you once that person, it clicks and once that person is able to uh, take several items off of your to-do list and help you and be more productive in your day, there it's like a 10-time return on your time, on your life, and you feeling as if you have the space and the room to to really create things, to really focus on those high-level priorities that you feel like you're missing out on work on the business instead of in the business it's magic but you're holding yourself back from delegating and i would love to go into this so much further because i think that there should be a class on how to delegate what to delegate because you have to think about any way that from a business owner perspective from a management perspective your salary is higher than the other employees that means guess what it's costing more for you to do X on your to-do list than it is the other employees. It doesn't mean anyone's better. It just means that we have a different skill set and we contribute in a different way to the organization. So you have to start realizing if you're doing this thing of managing your time, managing your calendar, like that in itself is costing so much money to the business. So it just makes sense. It's a smart thing to delegate. You need good people to delegate to. You need to get their buy-in and their agreement. Make sure there are clear expectations. And then create the space, the environment for them to fail, for them to make mistakes. And then guess what? There will be a time whenever it just clicks. And you'll be like, delegating is the best thing that's ever happened. I love it. I want you there too. I want you to have that kind of freedom in your life. All right, that was my soapbox on delegating. And I hope that this is just one small little way of how to improve immediately on the delegating. Even gives you that little nudge of doing the brain dump, picking out tasks you can delegate and just start trying. Start trying right now to delegate. Telling you, I promise you, it's the best things ever happened to you. Feel free to comment. Let me know what you think and email us anytime. And by the way, I don't know if you've heard about this, but we have the Grow Forward community. It's a community for like-minded women. We want to talk about more things like this and growing leaders and growing like-minded professionals. Check that out. It's in the comments. And Listen, okay, okay, last but not least, this is how I end every episode, but I mean it. 
I mean it this time. Everything you want is on the other side of hard. So choose your hard. Choose your hard.